Time for our spotlight on KRWC, and each second Wednesday of the month, we uh, chat with folks with Wright County, generally public health. Today, the Emergency Preparedness Coordinator for Wright County, Jacob Anson, joins us, and we're going to talk how much of a home run can we hit here, winter safety today, and Jacob, welcome to you. Yeah, kind of timed out perfectly for it. I I don't want to say I... uh brought the weather on with this uh, type of update, but uh, it, it worked out really well. Well, if you want to take credit or blame, uh, either way it works, <laughs> I guess. Uh, well, uh, we, yeah. you know, most of us who have been around Minnesota for, um, you know, extended periods of time kind of, you know, unfortunately kind of take take it for granted, you know, that we know what to do in winter situations, but even some of the hardiest of us get uh, fooled a little bit, and it's a good time to kind of review some of the things that that we could or should do uh, during the winter season. Uh, before we even get into it, tell us a little bit about your work with Wright County as the Emergency Preparedness Coordinator. Yep, so I'm the Emergency Preparedness Coordinator for Wright County Public Health. That means I work on a couple programs that we have. Most of them were revolving around some sort of emergency preparedness, planning, or response. So um, when stuff goes bad, um, Wright County Public Health has plans in place, um, especially for public health emergencies, to um, do what we got to do and get people the services they need. Um, We partner a lot with uh, Wright County's emergency management team, um, who is based out of the sheriff's office, who does a lot of the um, natural disaster responses, um, stuff like that. Very good. Well, as we get into the winter months, obviously it brings us to uh, winter safety. Let's talk about travel. I mean, that here it is first and foremost today. Um, let's just uh, talk some of the uh, highlights here of, of what to do and what not to do when you're trying to travel in the uh, winter weather season. Yeah, you had kind of mentioned it. As Minnesotans, uh, we kind of take it for granted sometimes. We uh, we live with the winter, it seems like, six months out of the year, so we, uh, we're we pretty used to it, but good reminders to remember, if you're traveling, um, take your time. If you don't have to go out in uh, bad winter weather, uh, don't go out, and make sure if, if you are traveling, let people know where you're going, um, how you plan on getting there in the rough time frame, uh, how long it'll take you. That way, if something does happen on the road, if you do become stranded, um, people can know where you're at and can come assist you if need be. Always a good idea to, uh, you know, keep vehicles winter safe and ready, too. Um, the modern vehicles, of course, have come a long way. You don't have to do nearly as much uh, winter preparation to them as we used to back uh, in the day. But uh, still, there's things that we should and shouldn't do. Yep, yep, especially preparing for the winter months. Um, we all know the mechanics get really busy right after the first snowfall, so if you can set some um, set a time each year to switch over winter tires if you have them or prep your vehicles. Um, check to make sure everything's working well. Uh, make sure you got uh, the right fluids in your vehicle just so if something happens or if we get those extre- extreme cold events that uh, your vehicle will start, will run well, um, and you won't have any issues. The one thing that we do always try to highlight is uh, don't don't pour water on your windshield to try and remove ice, especially um hot water or something like that, it can actually cause damage to the windshield um, and can cause it to shatter. So make sure you have your scrapers, make sure you have a good scraper um, and be prepared to scrape the ice off. Otherwise, uh, if you can park inside, if you're lucky enough, then that's always a great advantage. Let's talk a little bit about the emergency travel kits. Uh, These uh, for years and years have been 
highly recommended for Minnesota and other snowy state travels. Uh, what should be in it, um, and what uh, kind of precautions should we take? Yeah, it, it is something that's always great to have in your vehicle. Um, for winter especially, making sure you have a good windshield scraper, that'll be one thing that you always want in your vehicle. Um, besides that, uh, some of the emergency car kits supplies that you can have is a shovel in case you do get stuck and if you're able to shovel yourself out some, it may be able to help you out and get you back on the road safely. Uh, flashlights with extra batteries. The one thing that I will say with flashlights is make sure you're swapping those batteries out regularly. Um, many times our vehicles will be outside. So those batteries and car kits especially can wear down. Um, now that we all have cell phones, that is a great advantage when it comes to a flashlight, but um, making sure your cell phone's charged or you have a way to charge your cell phone um, in that emergency kit. Along with that, um, some of the clothing that you can bring, the extra hats, extra gloves, extra mittens, um, blankets, those type of things where if you do get stranded or if you weren't um, expected to be in your car for an extended amount of time, that you could bust those out and put those on and prepare you um, for the cold weather. Always good to have some first aid kits in there, um, tow chains or ropes, uh, especially in Minnesota. We do have, um, it is always good to have those things, booster cables um, or jumper ca jumper cables, those type of things where if your car is not starting um, or if you can help uh, someone else get their car going, awesome to have in there. Um, and then the one thing, especially if you do get stranded, that's really important to have is some sort of bright colored flag, um, some sort of distress flag, something like that. Um, so, or emergency flares, that way, if you do get um, stranded, you can notify people that you're there and something bright can catch their attention in those winter weather months. We're talking with Jacob Anson, Emergency Preparedness Coordinator with Wright County on some winter safety ideas. Um, how about things of, that we were talking about, items that should be uh, with you in the car uh, if worse comes to worse and you do get stranded, um, as you mentioned, the uh, the phones help a lot, but uh, there are some other things that you need to do, too. Yep, yep. The phones are, are, are great. Um, again, as long as they're charged, make sure they're charged. But some other things you can do, I had mentioned the brightly colored uh, flags or some sort of distress signal. Um, if you do get stuck and you, people are going to be coming to assist you, tying that to your antenna or tying that to where someone can see it, um, something with bright colors so if someone's driving by or searching for you they can see it um the first couple things you could do if you do get stranded is move anything you need from the trunk um to your passenger area your passenger seat or back seat that way you don't have to exit the vehicle at all um you really want to limit your time outside especially if your vehicle is stranded um we had mentioned having extra clothing in those emergency kits so make sure you're wrapping yourself in that extra clothing um, including your your head um, and your, your hands, making sure that your exposed skin is at a minimum so you can really um, keep in that heat. Um, you can run the motor some um, for about 10 minutes per hour, um, opening the window slightly to let air in, um, trying to, um, before you do that, making sure that the exhaust pipe isn't blocked um, so you can re reduce the risk of carbon monoxide poisoning that way. Um, the other, the final thing I'd say is make sure if there's other people in the vehicle, um, you can huddle together for warmth. Um, and then if it's just you in the vehicle, make sure you keep moving your arms and legs to improve that circulation, um, especially for individuals who might be older or as we get older, our circulation might not be as good. So trying to get those body movements going to keep the body heat up. All right. And uh, I was going to add one thing, too. We talked a little bit about having a shovel in the car, which is great. 
Uh, but boy, every once in a while you hear a tragic story about uh, somebody who gets out of the car and um, maybe they would have been safe in the car, but outside the car, uh, you're almost uh, kind of a moving target here. And if another passing car, you know, slipping, sliding, goes out of control or just plain doesn't see you, boy, that can be bad. Yeah, it's especially important to keep that awareness up of what's going on around you, especially on we have some pretty busy roads around and in Wright County. So making sure that if you're leaving the vehicle, um, you're safe to do so. One thing I would add to the emergency, emergency kit and that I have in, have in mind myself is some bright colored uh, jackets kind of that you see people uh, when they're working roadside have. Having one of those in your vehicle to make sure you can throw that on uh, just to bring attention um, if you do have to exit your vehicle that you're out there. Um, and so people can see you. Yep. That uh, ultra, ultra high-vis uh, green or yellow, uh, along with the uh, the stripes, you know, the reflective stripes, those vests really go a long way. Yep, yep. All right, let's uh, shift gears here and talk about uh, other things to be aware of outside, not so much during snowstorms, but just general outdoor activities. Yeah, you had kind of mentioned earlier uh, with, with how heavy the snow is, especially today, um, when we get these systems where rain first and it's really heavy snow, the one thing that uh, I do like to stress is don't try not to overexert yourself, especially if you're outside shoveling and stuff. Um, it can be an, is- an issue with, with individuals of something like back injuries, um, anything like that from lifting that heavy snow, um, as to as something as severe as heart attacks, um, where individuals are overexerting themselves out there working. Um, they may not be sweating, but their, their, their body's still pumping. Um, on that sweat note, if you're going to be outside working, try, um, to avoid, uh, sweating or becoming too tired. Um, that sweat can really drop your body heat, um, can lead to some, some fears of hypothermia, stuff like that, especially if you're going to be outside for long amounts of time. Again, if you're going to be outside doing activities, um, like skiing, camping, hiking, any of those things, make sure you let people know where you're going to be at, how long you're planning on doing it. Um, that way, if for some reason you're gone longer than expected, they can contact you or know where you're at, um, if they need to send someone out your way. Um, living in Minnesota, I know many people, uh, spend much time outside in the winter. Um, and it might go without saying, but make sure you limit how much skin is exposed, um, or try not to have any skin exposed, especially if you're going to be outside for long amounts of time. Um, little amounts of skin exposed can lead to, um, frostbite. Um, or conditions like that and drop that body temperature quite a bit. Um, the last thing I'd say is make sure you kind of have, you have an idea of what the weather is looking like for the day. You don't want to get stuck out in a blizzard, uh, especially if you're doing outdoor activities that you weren't expecting. Um, and always know where you can go to take emergency shelter if you do need to. I want to talk before we leave the uh, outdoor safety subject about, uh, ice safety a little bit. Um, Starting to see some fisher persons out on some of the area lakes. Um, unfortunately, this snow is not going to do us uh, much good out there. It's uh, going to insulate. But just give us the general run-through on ice safety and if there's been any problems so far this year. Yeah, I would say um, I don't know of uh, anything's happened in Wright County, but I think um, up in Red Lake we saw the ice break free with quite a few people on it. Um, I believe all 100 people were rescued safely. Um, but just knowing the depth of your eyes, making sure you have uh, weather updates. Don't go, don't take out vehicles on it unless you know how um, how deep it is. And look for those things like open water, 
um, and just being aware of those type of things when you're going out ice fishing, especially because we know it's a favorite hobby here in Minnesota. So being safe and making sure you're you're keeping your awareness and getting as much information as you can before you go out. Jacob Anson is Emergency Preparedness Coordinator with Wright County. Let's switch indoors. Uh, this time of the year, of course, is um, a big time of the year for a lot of different things. First of all, we've got everything buttoned up pretty tight. So let's talk about uh, our heating systems of the home and, and what can go wrong there and what to look for. Yeah, I, I would say if you have, if individuals haven't yet, um, usually before the uh, winter hits or the snow hits, it's a good opportunity to winterize your house. Um, make sure, like you said, everything's sealed up. Um, hopefully drop some of those utility costs and stuff like that. Um, but once you do have done that winterization, one thing I would say to make sure is that you have the technician come out and look at um, your heater, especially make sure it's working well, um, making sure that it doesn't need any service coming up in the winter, seeing if you can get those things done before it gets too cold, um, especially because no one wants their heat to go out in the winter. So trying to get those things done beforehand. If you do use something like a wood fire stove or something like that, making sure it's well ventilated, um, making sure that you're not burning paper and stuff like that in there that can, that can uh, come out of it. Uh, making sure you're following any manufacturer's instructions with those type of things. Um, I would say ventilation is key on those ventilation, ventilation, ventilation. Um, the other thing I would say is I know a lot of people like to use space heaters. Um, if you are using a space heater, make sure that it has some sort of automatic shutoff um, and non glowing elements so that it doesn't have direct heat elements that can have something touch it, catch fire, those type of things. Or if you fall asleep, that doesn't just keep going um, and increase those risk of fires. I kinda, um, yep. I, I was just going to say, I kind of like these uh, radiant heaters that are out now. They they sort of look like a, a radiator, the old style radiator, but uh, it's a kind of a nice soft heat and uh, not that, you know, they're 100% safe either. You got to watch things there, but it uh, seems to be kind of a safer idea anyway. Yeah. Anything without those, those exposed heating elements, um, especially those that exposed heating elements can lead to some um, unfortunate situations. So the radiant radiant heat or anything that's producing that radiant heat can kind of be a little bit of a safer um, thing there. With the space heaters, the other thing I would add is I know people tend to have a space heater that they've used forever and ever and ever. Um, it's good to upgrade every once in a while and get some of those newer ones, and also good to especially to make sure that uh, the – the cords and stuff aren't frayed or haven't melted away a little bit or any of those things that could lead to um, some sort of short circuiting or some sort of electrical issue along with those that could lead to fire. And uh, before we leave the uh, heating aspect of things, let's talk a little bit about fire and carbon monoxide detectors too. Yep. Always good to check though, to make sure you're checking those a few times a year. Um, and make sure, especially before the winter months, that all those are updated. Um, again, that's another tool that we have to mitigate any sort of disaster um, within our families. So making sure that batteries are good in them, making sure they're hooked up to a backup or hooked up to a direct power supply and battery backups. Make sure you're running those and testing those regularly. Um, with carbon monoxide, if you're burning things inside your house, again, so if you have a fireplace, something like that, make sure you are ventilating it well. Um, if, if you're ever working out in a garage or something like that and you have any type of heater run and make sure you have some sort of ventilation going to prevent those, but being sure those batteries are up to date, um, and 
carbon monoxide detectors, fire detectors, those type of things can go. Tends to be something that, uh, forget our minds, but it's something good to always be checking up on. Uh, before we uh, go, let's talk about a couple of fi- uh, final subjects here uh, on indoor safety. This time of the holiday season, we use a lot of extra lighting and we use a lot of candles. And fire is always a big thing to watch for. Yeah, especially with candles, making sure um, making sure you're not burning them when you're not around. Making sure um, making sure you're not burning them all the way down. Those type of things are always important um, with candles. I know it's a it's a favorite of holidays to have candles burning, especially if the house always smells really nice with them. But um, making sure that there's nothing around them that can catch fire, that you're not burning them down too low, and that you're always um, awake and around to make sure that they don't catch anything else on fire. With electrics, lights, those type of things, again, making sure all those cords are good and up to um, good and in good condition so that there isn't any sparking, anything like that, um, especially when you know a lot of lights up at Christmas time, a lot of lights up during the holidays, so making sure that we inspect those as we're putting them up and swap any out if we need to. And then lastly, just from previous years of doing this um, type of advice for wintertime indoor safety, I have learned that the uh, most common place for indoor fires to start is the kitchen. And especially during the holidays, boy, we're out there a lot. Yes, cooking up everything in the kitchen, trying to get stuff going, making sure that uh, we have good space to work when we're cooking, making sure that we don't have things sitting on our burners. Um, or sitting right next to our burners, those type of things. We all we all love hosting holidays and having people over and making things and enjoying that time with loved ones. So making sure that we can keep those spaces clear, keep those those spaces um, open, so that uh, we can avoid or mitigate any of those type of fires or something that would come, especially from cooking. Yeah, you know, it's it seems kind of like a no-brainer to uh, to think about, but uh, it's amazing how fast it can happen. A potholder or something gets a little too close to a flame or, uh, you know, a burner or things like that. And uh, not only can you have a fire, but uh, you yourself could get burned or you know, a lot of different things to consider. Yep, yep, especially in the kitchen. And did a lot of moving parts there. Um, I know... A lot of uh, a lot of people enjoy cooking, and I do myself too. But making sure that space is clear, safe, um, and avoid any of those issues because your tension can get pulled pretty quickly, especially during holiday gatherings. Um, so making sure that if your tension does get pulled, things are safe uh, yep. while you're away for a short amount of time. And a lot of times the kitchen is pretty darn crowded too, and sometimes <laughs> it's uh, you know just inadvertent that way. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, Jacob, I think we've covered most of the aspects here of uh, trying to keep as safe as we can during the winter. Where can they find out more and maybe reach you if they have any questions? Um, if they need to reach me, uh, we have a webpage on Wright County Public's Health webpage for emergency preparedness. My contact information is on there. A lot of the stuff that we discussed today is available on the CDC's website, actually. Um, so cdc.gov backslash disasters uh, backslash winter storm. Um, if you want to Google uh, Winter Storm Safety CDC, it'll come up uh, and has a lot of good takeaways for how to prepare yourself and how to keep yourself and your loved ones safe during the winter months um, and how to make sure that we can um, keep everyone safe during the winter months. All right. Jacob Anson, Emergency Preparedness Coordinator for Wright County, thank you for all your wisdom here today, sir, and hope you have a great holiday season. And uh, we'll talk again in the future or anytime that uh, you need some 
uh, information put out to the public. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have All a right. great holiday. Take care. Jacob Anson, our guest on today's Spotlights here on KRWC.